How to design your own prosthesis and turn the project into a bonding experience. From civil wars, whistleblower tactics, schematic drafting, and the finer points of Sith adoption, the essential how-to guide for the engineering Jedi. By Jack Daw Cry. Read by Sam Gabriel. Based on the works of George Lucas. Content warnings available in description. Chapter 8 We love in the hope that it frees. Looking down in wonder at the small form tucked within his arms, Darth Vader could hardly believe that the Force would smile upon him like this. Luke, sleeping soundly within his embrace like it was the easiest and most natural thing to do, like it wasn't antithetical to everything Vader symbolized within the galaxy like he wasn't a monster wearing this skin in a mockery of man. Hugging the little one just a bit closer to him, he stared with a mixture of awe and trepidation as the child nuzzled happily into the hard plastisteel of his armor. Wasn't the child uncomfortable? Wasn't he cold? He'd almost frozen Luke when he had lost control just a few hours earlier. He hadn't meant to, he honestly hadn't, not with Luke so close and so vulnerable, but then... Then the captain had told him the terrible truth behind the explosion, and... Someone had hurt Luke. Someone had taken umbrage with the bright, brilliant little star to the point that they sought to harm and kill him. And he just... he just lost it. Something he had regretted the instant he had felt Luke's presence protest in shivering cold, the force trilling with pitiful little cheeps as the little one had attempted to ward off the freezing temperature. He didn't think he had ever managed to suppress his inner rage as fast as he had managed it then, twisting the neck of the roiling, boiling thing with vicious prejudice, as it was hurting Luke. And that would not stand, no matter what, that would not stand. So he had calmed himself, beaten down his rage and fear and hatred against those who had dared harm his little star into the depths of his heart where it boiled and spat like acid slowly eating away at him, but not harming Luke. His rage would be sated later, he was sure of it. Piet was a rare blessing of competence within this madhouse that called itself the Armed Forces, the man having so far managed to match him step for step, no matter what situation Vader threw at him. And he had faith that he would do well in this investigation. He had gained confidence that the man would succeed no matter the obstacles when he had witnessed the captain's demeanor around the injured child. Loath as he had been to let Luke leave his grasp, even disregarding the potential to wake the child from his much-needed slumber after his breakdown had sapped all his energy, Vader simply elected to keep the little star where he was and discard any notion of appearing professional. Luke was hurt, and appearances could wait until the child was once more laughing and chattering at a hundred light-years a second about the most inane and fascinating things. The captain's reaction to that choice had been interesting, to say the least. One of the many things Vader appreciated about Piet was that he rarely expressed surprise or terror at his actions for long, often taking them in stride within minutes or hours, or, in cases the man deemed more extreme than usual, days. But never did the fear or shock linger for longer than that, except in one case. Luke. Always Luke. The emotions the captain had displayed when he had given the report revealing that deliberate sabotage had been committed against the child, that some coward, some thrice-damned bastard spawn of the dregs of sentience had dared to harm. 
Three cycles from the respirator passed before he could regain his thoughts. But when he did, he recalled the captain's emotions at witnessing the child vulnerable and hurt. There had been the customary surprise that Vader had been expecting. He knew the lens through which he was viewed, and while the image and fear that came with it were useful from time to time, he didn't particularly care to uphold it. It was only the fools and madmen that would decide to disrespect him once the extent to which he cared for the young engineer became known, and he had little use for either. No, it hadn't been the shock and confusion that had interested him, rather. It had been the concern, care, a few slivers of pity that he could forgive the man for, and a cold, burning rage that simmered in the background of his mind. The captain had cared that Luke had gotten hurt, had felt rage and concern as a result. Perhaps that, alongside his need to remain with Luke and guard the child against further harm, was ultimately what made him choose to allow the captain to continue to spearhead the investigation. He had no doubt the man would throw everything into it until he was met with success. And when he did, his rage and fury would be sated. The dark hissed in eager agreement, sliding over his thoughts of bloodlust and revenge with a burning touch that he didn't recoil from only because of years of conditioning. The dark didn't appreciate weakness after all, or at least his weakness. The dark seemed to, for some reason, adore Luke. Regardless of what state the child was in, something which he and it could agree on without hesitation. Rubbing gentle circles into the little star's back while the dark pooled around them like warm ink, he rumbled in concert with its hissing as they sang to the little beacon of iridescence, sang of the warmth and suns and desert that his aching lungs and throat were too sore and raw to sing of any more. Lucky he had not so long ago. He didn't know what had prompted him to do so. Once upon a time, before the suit, before the dark, before everything, he had been able to sing, had loved to do so, with songs he only half remembered his, his mother singing for him when he had still been a child, when the world had still been simple enough and the pain of loss had not yet settled around him like a second skin. Songs of the sandstorm and suns and moons and desert, songs of her of her children and the promise that one day, one day they would be free. No, free. Would be free only if they were quick and clever enough, nimble on their feet and minds as the winds of the desert guided them along the paths in whispers. She had sung them to him in the depths of the night, when his body had been blue and blackened from the fists of that, that. He growled low in his chest and ignored the stinging pain that awakened in his abused lungs and throat. But Luke shifted uneasily against his chest, and he killed the sound without further preamble. Once more stroking along the child's back with a gentleness that his limbs could only achieve with copious use of the dark, he thought back to what, in the Force's name, had possessed him to attempt the folly he had. He couldn't sing. Not anymore. It wasn't even a question of his vocoder not being fit to produce anything but a monotonous and rumbling voice that barely shifted in tone regardless of how much effort he had put into it in his first months of using it. It wasn't out of a lack of will, no. The respirator that he had been fitted with, cursed thing, took away all control he had over his breathing. 
He couldn't stop it even if he tried, and by the force he had tried. But the device forced air in and out of his ruined, useless lungs regardless of his wishes in the matter, and prevented him from holding any particular tone or sound for any length of time, which had necessitated a shift in his speech pattern, and a complete abandonment of any musical notion he may have ever had. He couldn't sing, he was simply no longer physically capable of it. But for Luke, he threaded a hand through the child's hair, fascinated by the way it reacted to his touch and slipped through his grasp like silk, and remembered the moment he had decided to try for him anyway. Luke had been suffering a complete breakdown, as best he could tell. While recalling memories that were soaked through with his own panic and pain at the child's suffering, crying, screaming, and sobbing, Luke kept it inconsolable and lost to his own grief and shock. The little star that normally shone so bright transformed into a violent ball of confused emotions that not even the little one himself seemed to be able to untangle. He had been at an utter loss as to what to do, with nothing seeming to calm the child down. Even as he had clung to Vader in an embrace he still couldn't believe had been allowed. Luke had cried and screamed and made sounds so heart-wrenching that he didn't doubt that it shattered whatever tattered remains of his own heart had been left. It had been something he had never experienced before, and by all that was within the Force and the dark, he hoped that he never again would have to, but it had made him remember something. Between all the pain and grief and shock, he had remembered something from long ago, half-forgotten and yet as clear as a desert night, howling winds that beat at the walls with a hiss of flying sand, the drip, drip dripping of precious water into a basin as a cool cloth stung his wounds. The fear and pain and frustration with his fate and... and singing. Singing of better times, of escape, of relief. Singing that had calmed him when nothing else would and let him sleep so his wounds might heal. A lullaby of the desert. The words had come back to him slowly, old and unused as they were, with him having had no one to sing them to when he still could. She had been too old to allow him to see her cry and have trouble sleeping when she had first come to him at the start of the war, and he had no longer remembered how, by the time they had grown close enough for him to be allowed. She wouldn't have understood the words or need of the message in either case, but Luke... Luke was a child... Luke would understand. And so he had tried. He couldn't sing, not any more. But if there was anything he had learned over the past month since that for Luke, he would try the impossible twice. Strictly speaking, he could survive without his respirator for short moments of time. With a switch and copious use of the dark to actually make it effective, he could diminish the respirator's functions until it fed him only minuscule puffs of air at irregular intervals to mask the pattern of what remained of his breathing. But in order to sing, even that wouldn't have been effective. So he shut the respirator off. The difficulty of breathing had set in instantaneously, but with the force, the dark, and his own desperation to calm Luke down urging him on, he had managed to establish some form of breathing pattern as he carefully hummed the first few notes of the song, and then a few more. And then some words. 
until suddenly he was singing a lullaby, the words harsh and stinging within his ruined throat as his lungs had protested. But none of that had mattered. Not when Luke slowly, but surely, started to calm down. So he had sung through the pain and difficulty and lack of air until the little star lying within his arms had been lulled into a deep sleep, energy exhausted by his grief. He wouldn't be able to do it again any time soon, and talking would be accompanied by some pain in the days to come. But that was a small issue in the face of what it had given him. Luke sleeping peacefully, happily within his embrace. It was worth it. Without a shadow of a doubt, it was worth it, and so much more. He sighed as he quietly ruffled the hair of the little one, the puffs of air out of his respirator making the strands sway in the wind. He wasn't quite sure what this wouldn't be worth. He and the dark rumbled in tune at the little star, and his delight never lessened when he felt him chirp back, stirring slightly as awareness began to set in. Chiming back and forth at each other within the force, he felt something within him thaw and melt as slowly, with blessed intervals. Luke began stirring in his sleep, first muttering little sounds that sounded so very much like his signature, then small movements that gradually escalated as his force presence quieted down, the openness of his mind in dreams giving way to soft contentment in waking. The child murmured as he rubbed his head against Vader's chest plate, the force singing with sleepy joy. Chuckling softly, he tapped the drowsy child gently on the head with two fingers, drawing out a peeping sound. Welcome back to the waking world, little one, he greeted fondly. <sighs> Luke returned most intelligently, before blinking open his eyes, sleep still drawing heavily at his eyelids. Vader, he muttered, still half in a haze of dreams. The sound of the child addressing him by name without all the pomp and ceremony usually attached to it would never tire him. Yes, little one, he agreed. I am here. Luke blinked slowly at him, brow furrowed as he clearly tried to think through his situation before nodding lethargically. Hi, he greeted back, before yawning wide and tucking his head back against Vader's chest closing his eyes with a sleepy sound. Ah, oh, yeah, he muttered. He raised an eyebrow at the child from behind his mask, knowing that it wouldn't be seen, and yet knowing that Luke would know it anyway. Luke grumbled out an unintelligible sound and shook his head, his hair rubbing against Vader's mantle. Don't want to wake up here, he mumbled out into the black armor weave. Oh, child. He rumbled out a laugh, and laughed even harder when Luke protested against the shaking of his impromptu pillow. All right, little one, wake at your own leisure, he acquiesced, amusement and sympathy rising within him as he recalled the energy drain that had resulted in Luke being so reluctant to awaken. Luke mumbled out something that might have been a thank you, but the fabric stole away the words before they could reach him. Letting the child slumber against him, he continued rubbing soothing circles into Luke's back, sitting quietly while the little star dozed. Why? Luke mumbled at last, eyes still closed and mind still drowsy in the force. 
He hummed in his throat and ignored the sting. Why what, little one? While me sleep, came the muttered reply, stopping you from doing things. Oh. Well, he rumbled with amusement, Luke's drowsy demeanor emboldening him to allow himself a bit of courage to his honesty. There is nothing I would rather be doing than this, little one. There was a pause in Luke's breathing for a moment, and when he spoke next, his voice was small enough to almost get lost within the folds of his mantle. Really? Yes, he replied fondly, truth singing within the force as the dark rumbled in agreement. Really? Oh. There was another pause. How about the things you need to do? His duties, the investigation, the lady. He had rarely allowed himself the time to take respite from them, not feeling the need aside from meditation and maintenance to keep himself operational, but... They can wait, he told the child softly, the words coming easier and more truthful than he had anticipated. This is more important. More important than anything he could imagine. Luke made a startled noise, not unlike that of a small animal being stepped on and cracked an eye open, peeking up at him through his bangs. You serious? he asked, sleep still clinging to his voice, but much more aware than he had been before. Entirely, he answered the child, feeling no need to hide this, not from Luke. Wide eyes stared up at him, blinking at his words, and a multitude of emotions burst to life within the force like fireworks on Empire Day. Oh. Luke lowered his gaze, looking like his entire world had been flipped on its head in a moment. In fact, he looked rather like Vader thought he might, whenever Luke managed to surprise him once more with how willing he was to take a space within Vader's heart and most unbelievably of all, grant him a space in his own in return. Embarrassment welled up in the force, Luke burying his face back into his mantle, and Vader tilted his head as he tried to pinpoint the source of the emotion within Luke, but then... Wouldn't want to be anywhere else either, he mumbled into the armor weave, and Vader nearly asked the child to repeat the statement before it registered and... Oh. Oh, Luke... I am glad we are in agreement there, little one, he managed to choke out, grateful that the vocoder hid the stumbling within his voice. Can we stay like this a little longer? Luke asked, mumbling into his chest. Don't want to let go yet. And no one else would be able to say those words and truthfully mean them. No one else but the precious, baffling, impossible child, currently clinging to him like a lifeline, professing a desire to remain there for a while longer instead of flinching away as if burned. Of course, he agreed. Because what else could he say? As long as you like, little star. Luke didn't respond verbally, but nodded once against his chest plate, gripping his mantle tighter in his one hand. 
tightening his own grip around the child, they simply stayed like that, locked in an embrace that they had both apparently needed but neither had dared to ask for. That would have to change. He might not be strictly comfortable with most forms of physical affection, even if the discomfort was greater physically than emotionally, but Luke was a highly tactile person and apparently needed reassurance in this manner. He would have to ensure that Luke knew that he would not object to requests similar to this. Never mind that being embraced as best as Luke was currently capable of left a warm, pleasant feeling booing upwards within his chest. That was obviously of no bearing whatsoever. Eventually the silence was broken once more by Luke, and he strained to pick up the words being mumbled into his mantle. How long was I out for? Only a couple of hours, Luke, he assured. It seemed you had exhausted what little energy reserves you had recovered, and your body required rest before continuing on. Something in that answer must have meant something more to Luke than just the information he had provided, as the force around them jolted with something powerful and sudden, as if the child had remembered something important. Pushing off of Vader's chest with his left arm and nearly losing his balance in the process, when he attempted to use the appendage no longer there to assist him, Luke looked at him with wide eyes. Wait, he said. That song. That was you? Oh no, he sighed. Apparently it was time to face the music, quite literally too. Yes, little one, he confessed quietly. That was me. Luke's eyes widened to the size and roundness of marbles, gaping at him like a fish as he opened and closed his mouth various times without so much as a sound escaping before he finally found his voice. But you... That was a desert lullaby, he almost shouted. Accusation and confusion and shock warring within his signature for dominance as the child processed the implications of him knowing such a song. He hadn't thought of it at the time. The impulse that drove him towards the act of singing, driven more by a desperate desire to soothe Luke's own panic than any real want or need to divulge his own past. Not least since it would likely encourage Luke to turn a critical eye on all their past interactions re-examining them through the new lens his once-identity as a child would lend. Especially since it would encourage re-examination, he thought as he recalled how terribly well the gift of a living plant had been received. Luke had accepted it most happily then, when he had thought all that it meant was a gift from a friend, mentor. But now, now that he knew that Vader had known all along what gifting a living piece of greenery meant to the children— but it was too late now. Too late to take it back, too late to apologize. There was no way to explain away his knowledge of a desert lullaby that didn't involve revealing his past to, perhaps, the one living being he wanted to entrust the knowledge to, and yet wished would never, until the heat-death of the universe, learn of it. He sighed once more, and prepared to lay out his cards on the table. It was he admitted quietly. Luke blinked owlishly at him, and then slowly sunk back onto the bed, shock and revelation clinging to him like oil. You're a child of her, he said. Not a hint of hesitation or doubt behind it, a statement, not a question. Was, he corrected softly. 
Long, long ago, I was only a child when I was taken away from the desert. Nine years old, and his life had changed forever. The first time of many. The desert never forgets her children, Luke countered, seemingly more out of reflex than anything. You are her child, even if you have forgotten her. Had he? He recalled his mother's stories only in the deepest recesses of his mind, but her lessons, her lessons were not so easily forgotten. Not when they had so often saved his and others' lives, even as they were derided and belittled, regardless of their practicality. Not when they taught him how to keep his tongue in check against those that would cut it off. Not when they taught him how to survive. Had he forgotten? I do not know if I have, he admitted to Luke. I was a child, but I did not forget the lessons taught. I could not, even if I wanted to, but I am a child no longer. I had not been ever since I was a child, little one. But you remember, Luke interjected, something urgent on the edge of his voice. You remember who you once were, and you remember her, and you remember the moons, the suns, and the sandstorm. Yes. Yes, he did, but— I do not see how this has any relevance, he deflected. I was once a child, and I was freed. That is all. But you are a child, Luke said with a soft tone, something sparking in his eyes even as a hint of hesitation crept in. A mother doesn't forget her child, and the desert doesn't forget hers. You and I are siblings in her eyes, regardless of how we view ourselves. You and I are connected. And, oh, that was what this was about. We do not need the desert to know we have a connection, Luke, he objected. Little one, I am not a child anymore. Even if I was once long ago, I have long since severed all ties I once had to that planet. Something hurt and vulnerable flashed within the child's eyes. All ties? he asked, voice quiet and small. Etuta. All but one, he corrected, and Luke's eyes brightened. But you are overestimating my attachment to that planet if you are under the impression that I am in any way eager to reclaim it as mine. I was glad to be taken off of that rock and it has brought me nothing but misery since, with very few exceptions. And you think I wasn't happy to be off of it? Luke counted with a raised eyebrow. You think I wanted to spend the rest of my life there? He scoffed. Of course not, but it was, and still is, home. The child smiled softly, and there was a tinge of nostalgia to his forced presence. It raised me, shaped me, and it did so for you, too. However brief you felt it was, or how long ago... The desert never forgets, but I don't think you did either. Not really, not where it matters. You say you remember the lessons taught to the children, and you sung a lullaby to prove it. You remember, and isn't that a pact made between a child and her? Clever child. Quick, clever child. Perhaps, he acknowledged begrudgingly. But the name of child is not yours to bestow, little one, he chided. 
I chose not to name myself a child, and have so for the longest time. Immediately Luke ducked his head, embarrassed, and nodded quickly. Right, I'm sorry, Vader. Thank you, little one, he said, relieved that at least that topic would be dropped. It is not a pleasant memory for me, and while I understand what you are attempting, I would rather forget that part of my life. Something bright and understanding sparked in Luke's eyes, and he dipped his head in acknowledgment. The right to secrecy, he muttered lowly. All right, I understand. He had never been more grateful for that right than in this moment. A right any freed could invoke with the children. To be never addressed as anything but free, for any number of reasons, even if they would always be remembered. Vader was not that little boy who had been thrust into the wider galaxy with nary a care all those years ago, even if some part of him still carried the name. He did not wish to be associated with the dregs of his past. He was Darth Vader, and even if that name had been thrust upon him and was the name of a monster, it was hardly different to his previous name. To be named after the Wrath of the Sons didn't exactly leave much room for an alternative interpretation of who he was. Luke hardly needed to know that, though. Exactly right, he mumbled as he folded his hands in his lap. I do not mind speaking of Tatooine, if you so desire, little one. But I am no child, and it is no home of mine, regardless of what once was. Luke chewed on the inside of his mouth as he nodded to Vader. All right, I can understand that. What, what happened, though? If I may ask. He hastily tacked on, eyes wide as he looked up to Vader. You may, Vader reassured him. And it is no grand tale, little one. Merely the story of a slave child born to a slave mother, sold and surviving at the whims of others until one day, as a child, I was given the chance at freedom, he sighed. I took it, and I never looked back. Was there... was there anyone you left behind? the child asked carefully. Left behind? My mother he confessed softly. She was not given a chance at freedom like I was, but urged me to take mine. I only saw her again when she was dying. She is no more. May she rest free among the moons, the little star muttered quietly, the prayer in an ancient tongue bringing back stings of memory to his mind. And may the sons avenge her death. He agreed just as quietly, completing the prayer for the first time in decades, even as his tongue had trouble with the words not spoken since the world was so much less weary. Luke nodded absently, thoughts spinning around him in the forest like embers lighting off of a fire. Do you... he began eventually, stumbling over the words. Do you keep her name in your heart? Do you safeguard her name, was the unspoken question. Yes, he admitted. I can think of only a handful of people who might still know her name. Her family. As he had never named them as his, but they would not 
know the monster she had birthed. Her name is Safe, he shook his head. And you, little one, are there any names you keep within your heart? Luke fidgeted with the blanket still covering his legs, right arm visibly being kept still at his side as he nodded. Yeah, my grandmother and my father. No idea about my mother, but those two are within my heart. And I think only my aunt and uncle remember them besides me and a couple others, he admitted in a near whisper. May they rest free amongst the moons, he returned carefully, his mouth tripping and stumbling through the prayer, even as the words flowed back into his mind like fresh spring water. Luke smiled with a grateful and well-worn sadness. And may the desert always remember their names, he completed quietly, dipping his head in gratitude. The prayer of remembrance instead of vengeance. They had died a peaceful or unknown death then. Luke nodded with pursed lips and wiped a sleeve past his eyes with two quick movements before huffing out a quiet laugh. Too bad that we don't have any tea here, he muttered. I feel like we should have had some for this, he chuckled. It will be rather difficult for me to consume, little one, he pointed out. My condition doesn't exactly lend itself to consuming sustenance in any other manner than intravenous. Unless you could manage to compress the tea into a form compatible with my systems, I would be unable to consume it. A fact was rather commonplace to himself, but that evidently was something of a shock to Luke. Wait, he said, the force swimming with gradually swelling horror. Really? You just can't eat or drink anything? Not even tea or water? The child asked him aghast, eyes large and saddened. An understandable reaction. He too had been upset when he first learned that he would never again be able to eat or drink. His sustenance delivered directly into his digestive system for the rest of his life, but he had grown accustomed to it. Learned to appreciate aspects of it as well, as he no longer needed to take a large chunk of time out of his day to accommodate his bodily needs. The nutrient slurry that he lived off of could be injected into his stomach in a mere minute or two, and once the task was completed, he needed to pay no more considerations to his body's demands. It was functional and efficient. No, little one, he replied patiently. My throat and esophagus are largely ruined and unable to function very well or at all for their original purposes. My sustenance has to be injected into me, not fed. That sounds horrible, Luke blurted out, a profound sympathy and care swirling both in the force and deep within his eyes as he looked at Vader. And there's nothing to be done, Vader finished easily, resignation to his own condition as deep-seated within him as the marrow in his bones. No, little one, I am afraid not. My injuries were too extensive for a full recovery, and this state will be the one I live in until I die. But you're still fighting and working and following orders? Luke asked, voice small. My work is never done, Luke, he explained gently. And there are few who could perform any one of my tasks, let alone all of them. I am still functional, and so I continue on and follow my master's orders. That is my fate. With those words, Luke looked down at his lap, 
and Vader wondered what the child could be thinking with that tumultuous storm of emotions building within him when suddenly... Your master? The child asked quietly, something ancient and sad within his voice. You said you were free. I am free, he cut it in tersely, already seeing where the child was going with his thoughts and not approving in the slightest. My master is not a master in a manner you would understand, Luke, and he commands me as his apprentice, not his... He cut himself off, unable to bring himself to say the word and speak it into reality, the dark hissing and amusement at his cowardice, fangs of fire sicking into him, burning, blackening, weakening, sapping him of his strength. I am free, he repeated sternly, willing it to be true. He was free or as free as any monster deserved to be. All right, Luke agreed, voice small and quiet and filled with uncertainty that Vader hated he had put there. I don't understand, but all right. Enough about me, he said, forcing his voice into something as gentle as the vocoder would allow, unwilling to impose further facts of his abysmal existence on the child. He had made his choices and paid his dues for them. They were not the child's burdens to bear. What is done is done, little one, and it will not change simply because we wished it. I am managing my situation well enough, and I have been doing so for the last two decades. There is no need to go in further to the past when the present is still there. One last question, Luke blurted out. Please, then I'll stop asking about it and I won't bring it up again. The child bargained, eyes wide and pleading, and his presence open with curiosity and nervousness, and he sighed, for as he was going soft. Do not make promises you cannot keep, little one, he chided with a tired smile, already resigning himself to another round of questioning. But very well, I will allow one more question. What is it you need to know this urgently? Luke shifted in place and averted his eyes a nervous energy permeating the air as the child opened and closed his mouth a number of times in fruitless attempts to find the words he wished to say. The dark hummed with anticipation, and the world around them stilled until all that was left was just the two of them. Little one, he asked, feeling the nervousness in the air pressed down on his own psyche. Did you mean it? The child blurted out, eyes wild and desperate. The tree, did you— did you mean it? he asked, and oh, oh no, there it was. I mean, I get it if you didn't, and you said that you don't want to be reminded of the, of the children, Luke stammered out, voice shaking as he attempted to gather his words and wits while Vader blanked worse than he had in decades. But you gave me a tree, the child continued, and, and that means something, or I thought and hoped it meant something. Wait, what? But if you didn't, that's okay too, and— Little one, he said, his voice still feeling like it was coming from very far away as he attempted to reach back to Luke, his mind restarting achingly slow now that it had been confronted with one of his worst fears. And I really get that I shouldn't assume things, but it's a tree and— Little one, he repeated. And his mind was once more catching up with the situation Luke knew. Luke knew, and it didn't— it didn't sound like he was upset with Vader. Instead, he sounded more nervously hopeful. 
and I honestly just want to know, and it doesn't have to mean anything, but did you- Luke, he said firmly, letting his voice rumble deep and carry the authority in it that could bring even Tarkin to heel. Luke's mouth clicked shut with a sound that somehow managed to be both shocked and sheepish, and looked at him with wide, innocent eyes that reflected a fragile hope from within the child's heart out into the world. He swallowed with some difficulty and gathered as much courage as he still possessed within the tattered wreck of his heart. I did gift that tree to you with, with some meaning attached to it, he admitted. His voice hoarse and airy enough that he almost feared the vocoder wouldn't pick up his words. The traditional meaning, that is. Luke's mouth opened and closed without a sound, and he soldiered onwards before his courage deserted him completely. I do not expect reciprocation, he elaborated quickly, or any kind of favorable response. And I do not expect for you to make up your mind on the matter right this moment, but... He hesitated, some childish and immature part of him wishing that some foolish rebel cell would just begin causing a ruckus at this moment, so he didn't have to finish this sentence. Even as he knew that he had to live up to his fearless reputation, at least here, just this once, where it mattered. He sighed deeply. But I did mean the message that such a gift conveys, little one. He admitted to a wide-eyed and shocked still look. You are my home. He closed his eyes as he glimpsed Luke's hand fly to cover his gasp, the ancient words having left his mouth, unable to be taken aback, and he was certain that this was it for him. I know that this likely isn't what you wanted to hear, he continued, even as his courage bled out of him, or even what you hoped for. But I believe it is best to face the difficult truth rather than the pleasant lie. I will leave you be from this moment forward, of course, if you request it, and— <clears throat> His words cut off as his eyes flew open, the dark cheerfully chirping out a warning, and he barely registered a light-haired blur slamming into him as a single arm squeezed him close as tightly as its strength would allow. Still reeling from the unexpected shock of gaining an arm full of wildly howling emotions in the form of an oh-so-precious child, he barely registered a choked sob being released into his mantle-covered shoulder, Luke tucking his head deep into where his chest plate and collar met. Little one? he asked, shock quieting his voice as he tentatively wrapped his hands around the shuddering form of his little star. Luke shook his head, face still pressed tightly against him as quiet, Hitching sobs made their way out of the fold of his mantle and into the air. You idiot, he heard the child mutter into his shoulder. Blinking at the unexpected insult, he attempted to turn his head toward Luke, but was stopped by a protesting sound. Pardon? Luke laughed out a watery chuckle as he hugged him tighter. You're an idiot, he repeated, for thinking that I would ever want you to leave. He heaved out another shattering breath that wasn't quite a sob. Suns and sand, Vader, he whispered out, and Vader had to strain to hear. If you just said so when you gave it to me, I could have told you this already. Luke hugged himself closer to Vader, laughing through his tears. You're my home, too. Uh, uh oh. Luke laughed softly, shoulders shaking under Vader's arms.
Yeah, oh, he shot back playfully. Didn't you think there was a reason why I didn't want to leave the lady? He grumbled internally. He hadn't meant to say that one out loud, but truth be told, he had thought about it. Thought about it and then immediately discarded the possibility that it could be in any way because of him. He knew that Luke enjoyed the challenge of working on the lady and the projects that came his way as head engineer. He knew that the child enjoyed making fast friends with all manner of people aboard the ship. And he knew that he enjoyed traveling amongst the stars, much like he did. To think that he could be the reason for not wishing to leave all that seemed unbearably arrogant to the point of repugnance. But here they were, and Luke... Luke was... I thought you might have different reasons, he admitted, feeling far too vulnerable and yet not wanting the moment to pass. I know you enjoy your work here, and that you have a particular proclivity for forging pacts and making allies. You mean friends, Luke mumbled into his shoulder, just like Vader knew he would. As you say, little one, he continued in a teasing tone, poking the child in the sides and earning a watery giggle. Same difference. Luke made a protesting sound as he knocked his forehead against Vader's chest plate. You did that on purpose, he accused. Indignation falling flat as it was muffled by layers of armor weave and plastic steel armor. He rumbled out a chuckle but confirmed nothing. Something that had Luke's force signature flare with a spike of annoyance so dearly similar to a pout. This child. This wonderful child. You're going to have to admit it someday, Luke grumbled into his mantle. I have no idea what you are talking about, little one, he countered playfully. Luke grumbled a bit more as he tucked himself into Vader's side properly, making himself comfortable as Vader once more drew his mantle around him, ensuring that the temperature of the room wouldn't affect the recovering little one in too drastic a fashion. They sat in silence for a moment, and Vader thought that might be the end of their discussion. But he was proven wrong when Luke spoke up once more. It wasn't them, you know, he said voice calm and satisfied, but somehow still managing to convey a sense of weight to the words. Hmm, he hummed back, unwilling to break the silence with the rumbling of the vocoder when he could just listen to Luke speak. It wasn't them, Luke repeated, that made me want to stay. He shifted a bit against Vader. Now with a gentle pulse of the dark, he alleviated the discomfort in Luke's posture drawing him up a bit further without adding any more strain on the child's still-recovering body. I'm sure they're all great friends, and I would miss them all terribly if I had to leave, but... He shrugged his shoulder, bumping it against his chest plate. They're not you. He sighed contentedly as he rested in Vader's embrace, comfort and warmth rippling softly within the force. They're not my home. Oh, he... Well, he... Which I could have told you, Luke continued pointedly, if you'd just have told me a bit earlier that you were also familiar with what it meant. His head shifted a bit and one eye peeked up at him. Why didn't you, anyway? You said you meant it that way, but without you telling me there was no way I could have known, so why didn't you? It was too much to ask to be allowed to avoid that kind of humiliation, he supposed. Feeling embarrassment well up inside him as he recalled his reasons, he ruthlessly squashed the urge to shift his weight out of nerves. I... 
I had honestly forgotten that you were unaware of my knowledge on the subject, little one, he admitted, for once feeling a different kind of heat burn his skin under his mask. This was after you had finished recounting me with your own philosophies and rhetoric regarding the use of foliage indoors, and I decided to act on a favorable impulse, forgetting that you were uninformed about my past. Luke jerked his head back to look Vader in the eye, bright eyes somehow managing to meet his own through the red lenses without fail or falter, incredulousness written in every line of his face. You forgot? he asked disbelievingly. You? I admit that it was not one of my finer moments, he agreed begrudgingly. Luke blinked once, twice, thrice, and then shook his head with a small smile. And they see just a big, bad ball of intimidation and terror, he teased. And Vader, Vader would normally not allow a dismissal of his abilities and well-earned reputation in this manner, but, as in all things, Luke was an exception. Still appearances had to be maintained, and he tapped the child on the head in playful reprimand, Luke ducking his head to poorly hide a smile as Vader chided him. I will have you know that reputation is far from smoke and mirrors, little one. Luke nudged his head against Vader's still outstretched arm with a playful little bump and grinned. Oh, I don't doubt it, but underneath all that spunky cold and hardness, you're someone worth knowing, worth liking, and don't think that I don't know it. And that... He didn't know how to respond to that. Luke found his inability to respond all too amusing. Loth can't cut your tongue? he asked. <laughs> he responded eloquently, averting his eyes from the laughing bright ones, feeling a distinct sense of uneasy warmth, as Luke chuckled lightly at his discomfort. I suppose so. But you're still avoiding the question, Luke said as he sobered up a bit. You forgot that I wouldn't have known that you knew about the traditions of the desert, but you could have just told me then, so why didn't you? he asked, tilting his head inquisitively. Why hadn't he? he sighed, and felt a familiar weariness sink in as he prepared to tell the truth. Because I feared your rejection, he admitted quietly, and with more difficulty than he strictly wanted to admit to. I... You were happy with your gift, talking about its Nubian heritage and the legends attached to it, and I... I did not want to chance ruining such happiness. You were content with what you thought the gift was, and I... I did not possess the courage to correct you and risk rejection. I... I apologize. Luke looked at him for a moment with an indecipherable expression before humming low in his throat as he tucked himself back into Vader's side without preamble. So I guess even you can be afraid of things, huh? He nodded softly. I fear many a thing, he corrected. I simply learned how to disregard it when I deem it inconvenient. Correcting your assumption on the gift's nature is simply a time that ability failed. With bad timing, too, Luke nodded idly. If you just asked me, I could have told you I wanted more than anything for that gift to mean what I now know it meant. I just didn't think it was possible. What were the chances that you would come from the same dust ball I did? 
What chances indeed, he agreed absently, recalling how during their first meeting face to mask something had sparked, something long dormant that he'd thought dead that sparked that day when he had waited at the entrance ramp of the shuttle, watching this small slip of a child haul along a rucksack and duffel bag, after having bade a tearful goodbye to his two familiar guardians that were all too familiar to Vader. He hadn't wanted to remember the Larses, and if it weren't for the fact that Luke was their adoptive ward, he still wouldn't. But they were, and so he did, as well as how the Force had sung the moment Luke had stepped aboard. Something hopeful and soft, like he hadn't heard in nearly two decades. It was fate, he stated confidently. The will of the Force. Yeah, Luke agreed as he made himself just that bit more comfortable the force humming with his contentment. It sure was something all right. He yawned and huddled down what little energy the child had apparently regained in his few hours of rest but used up in the tumultuous talk they had just had, welcome and awe-inspiring though it was. Tired, little one? he asked, perhaps a bit needlessly, but basking in the simple joy of it all nonetheless. Mm, Luke mumbled back. Don't know why I only just woke up. You've gone through an intense ordeal these last couple of days, he pointed out to the sleepy youth. Your body is still recovering, and it may take a while before your energy levels are back to their original state. He brushed a hand over Luke's head, and something inside him lit up when Luke leaned into his touch with a happy little sound. Sleep if you need to, little one he whispered with a gentleness he didn't know he still possessed. I will be here when you wake up once more, to talk, or merely to keep you company. You don't have to, you know, Luke muttered back, a voice and mind already lapsing back into the hazy fog of sleep and rest. I don't mind if you decide. Luke's face contorted around a jaw-cracking yawn and something warm flowed into Vader's chest, like the tea he could no longer drink. Decide to do something else, he continued. It's going to be boring to wait for me to wake up. Not in the slightest, he thought as he gazed down at the little star slowly drifting off to sleep. Allow me this selfishness then, little one, he muttered as he began rubbing a thumb over the back of Luke's hand. Because there is no one I would rather be here. Truly a selfish choice. There was work to do, and he had yet to complete the design for a suitable prosthesis, but... Okay, Luke whispered back, voice already sounding like it was taking much effort to respond that much. Vader sighed, but there was truly nowhere he would rather be. Sleep, little star, he muttered. No one will harm you while I stand watch. I know, his home told him. Voice barely more than a puff of air as sleep finally dragged his consciousness down into the sea of dreams. I trust you. If it weren't for the respirator, his breath would have hitched. As it was, no sound interrupted the slow cycling of the machinery, and Luke's presence once more quieted down to a little star, humming with contented rest and a peaceful mind, despite all that had occurred. Staring in marvelment at the little wonder he held within his grasp, all he could think was that if the Force would grant him one last undeserving mercy and freeze time in this moment, he would be content to experience nothing but this 
until the end of times. Here, where Luke knew about the Tatooinian heritage and his gift, and accepted it wholeheartedly, here, where a bright, bright star could look at him and call him his home. Here, where the world, for the first time in decades, felt soft and light like spun clouds on a warm evening, and like nothing could matter except for the adoration and care he felt for this child. Reality would reassert itself soon enough as the clock ticked by. They would need to talk about what they had said, and work out what this meant for the both of them. Luke would still be injured beyond bearing, and there would still be a traitor on the loose, and the knowledge that this warmth couldn't last for them would reemerge. But for now, that could wait. Here, in this moment, as time stood still, he held the entirety of his world in his arms, and would remember it as perfect for all times to come. The text of this story is available on AO3. Theme music written by Jack Dockeye, Sputnik, and Sam Gabriel. If you would like to commission me to record a story, voiceover, or character, please get in touch with me using the contact information on my website, which is located at samgabrielvo.com. And there you can find other stories that I've read, as well as links to my Patreon page, to which I hope you will consider subscribing to support me, and my Discord server, where I record things live for your enjoyment. And finally, as always, thank you for listening.